boys, bitch, you better bow down. Crowd just wanna hear the show, start the countdown. Don't be messing around, we ain't chasing no clout. Better shut your ass up before we put your ass down. Might get lumped up, taking verbal bumps, jump. We don't ever bite tongues, always keeping it the buck. Danger we will, they gon' change the game. Bump boys podcast, it'll melt your brain. Y'all don't wanna see the flame, so don't spark the match. We like rookie Kurt Angle, make your ankle snap. Three amigos like Eddie, but don't lie, you steal. Only cheat when we got up, but to win, we will. Mike skills like Dusty, but go hard like Brock. I'm a stunner like Austin, dropping elbows like Mach. Y'all don't wanna see the finish, cause it's us on top. One, two, three, get the V and get a warrior pop. Yo! What's going on, guys? This is Joe from the Bump Boys. I got Dan and Will here, and I got a couple of guests, as you can see. So, you know, Dan and Will, you guys have anything you want to say to start off the show? I'm Swagabomb92. Welcome to our show. <laughs> Mr. Underscore was 95 King William, and we are here. We have the Queen's Takeover. Ladies, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, feel free. Uh, I'm Kat uh, Robinson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my nickname is the Texas Sports Queen. And obviously with the name and everything, of course, I'm down, I'm down in Texas representing the H. Um, I'm Kayla and I'm known as the Carolina Boss Lady. And you can find me on Twitter at Writer Chaos. And I am the lovable, deplorable, and assholish jester. Uh, either I go by Jolie or JT. You can find me at JT Productions. I think it's eighty nine at for Twitter. But um, if you don't like Stan uh, accounts, don't follow me because I am an asshole to everybody. I finally got blocked by a writer from Legacy because I called him out on their shit. Uh, yeah, so don't fuck with me because I will call you out on your shit. So. <laughs> One thing he's been on a big legacy kick. <laughs> We're almost like doppelgangers of each other. You know, you can kind of tell whose personalities <laughs> are very similar to each other's. Yeah, which which I love. That's why <laughs> I, uh, the collab is amazing because it's almost like the uh, you know we're the male version and then they're the female version, vice versa, which which I love. <laughs> uh, but Joe, take it away. Definitely. So you know, if you guys are looking to follow them, you know, definitely give them a um, follow there. And you can always find them at the Queen's Takeover on Twitter. Uh, check out their anchor as well. We'll have all that down in the description. But let's start off with how you guys came about. Um, uh, we all live near each other. How do you guys know each other? And how did you guys end up meeting up and creating this uh, uh, Queen's Takeover together? I can actually answer that. Um, my best friend was following Kat um on twitter and she said like you know you, oh you need to follow her she's got pretty cool content and so started following cat and then cat introduced me to kayla and we were a part of um a different organization and i said it was the start of the pandemic i'm like hey do we want to start a podcast for shits and giggles and they said yep so i i started it but you know it was it was all because one my best friend followed Kat. That's how she and I met. Because I think she found her through Steffi Hypes, I believe. Because mm -hmm. you know if you're if you're in Stan Wrestling Twitter, Steffi Hypes is probably one of the nicest people to follow. Um, and and you know the fact that I had like that that she has to have people defend her because people are dicks towards her. 
um, Mr. JD Storms or whatever the hell you call your DJ Storms, fucking prick. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I would love to just beat the shit out of him and JD from New York. Those are the two biggest fucking assholes in all of the internet wrestling community. And I think we got rid of them. It would be a less toxic place. Oh, yeah. JD yep, from New York sure. is an asshole. Bro. So, yeah. So- so you guys ended up coming together. Um, did you guys originally think you guys were going to be um, doing podcasts and um, reviews together? Or like, how did, like, did that conversation just come up randomly one day and it was like a shot in the wind? Or? Well, I mean, when we started the podcast and everything, we definitely wanted to just try to keep it because everyone has like their own feel, like what they do. Because like, a lot of guys do reviews. They go back in the day with the pay-per-views. They do a lot of top tens and everything like that. Uh, we definitely wanted to kind of keep it current with what was going on that week, kind of like a reviews and like with the, starting with our own weekly reviews. And then when we got to the pay-per-views, predictions, um, recaps afterwards, and then we started really getting into like the indie wrestling, um, scene a little bit. We've had like promoters on our show. We've had indie wrestlers, East coast, West coast, up, up North, down in Florida, some in Texas here and everything. So Australia, 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 UK. Uh, can't, we've had people from Canada on. So um, yeah, we've we've been all over the place. <laughs> and then um, going back to where you said where you had everyone all over, you know, um, I think Danny's going to talk about that um, pretty soon. But you know, how has um, like how has it been from your first ever? <laughs> you know, recording all the way to, like, now, like, like, what changes have you seen, um, like, just in your production in general, like, you know, what's something that you, you're very proud of that you didn't see yourself doing, you know, whenever you first started? Kayla, you want to take that? Probably talking, because, like, you know, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, I really don't like talking on the phone, and if you actually get me to answer the phone, I must really like you, because, Dan can vouch for that sometimes. Like when he calls, he's like, why didn't you answer my phone <laughs> call? Sorry, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm not a phone person. So, I mean, it's just, the beginning. It's, you're not bad now. It's not bad. I mean, if, if I, if I know really care about you, I'll answer the phone, but I guess I was kind of nervous, you know, well, obviously we're just audio, but you know, you can, you know, sometimes mess up and different things, but I'm just not as nervous now. Um, maybe once we start going like really live and stuff, like right now, I'm kind of nervous because I know people's going to see what I look like. But hey, it's okay. Um, but I'm not nervous. And, you know, the more I got to, you know, became, you know, doing this longer, Jolie and Cass became two of my best friends, you know. And it's just like I feel more comfortable at first, you know. You know, it's just it's just like just a big old family. So I just feel like, you know, more comfortable, more relaxed. You know, I feel like um, we only do it once a week unfortunately due to our schedules but um I could have like the worst week at work and then get on Sunday and I say I get to see Kat and Jolie you know just to talk you know about stuff we like it's it's like a highlight so it's definitely come a long way just not as nervous as I used to be that's good and I know um I love how you said that you know you weren't originally like you know comfortable on screen with camera I know me and Will we've done this a lot a long time, you know, multiple channels, stuff like that in the past. And this is the first time I, Dan has done a footage too. So um it's, it's been it's 
like we've had some crazy up and downs on our show like like in the very beginning like i used to get kicked out of channels a lot because my laptop was so bad my old macbook was so slow that like it would have to kick it would like kick me out of like because we we were originally on Streamyard, but Streamyard was way too expensive we tried Streamyard in the beginning and it was just like we had a giant Streamyard logo in the corner and it was just annoying <laughs> so we had to like get rid of it so we tried i said let's try zoom and it was just a lot better like took it from there basically yeah yeah so what was okay so my topic for you guys is uh what what are some ups and downs from the wrestling content creator what were some of your ups and downs you have with it with it trying to like voice like i know for me sometimes like it's like you get burnt out from either too much of it or you just don't want to do it this week, but you know you have to because you got to be on the show. Um, well, for me, it's uh, like I haven't been watching TV a lot. I mean, today's like the most I've actually had my TV on regular. It's normally my laptop is hooked up so I can do editing or watch the movies that I have downloaded on my hard drive or I'm playing Xbox. I, I don't like having my TV on because of everything that's going on in the world. And I just get drained out because of that. Um, but with the wrestling, I have been, I'll be completely honest, I have not watched a full episode of Raw or SmackDown or NXT. I just watch clips just because I have been just burnt out. And it's the sad thing is it's the community online that is burning me out. It's it's the constant hate and the constant, you know, fighting. And like in our like, you know, when I go on my rants, and I you can listen to my famous rants on our episodes, I will go off on anything. I love those rants, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like when when you go through all that, it's just there's it, it is draining, but those rants are because of everything I'm feeling on like because of online. So watching wrestling, it's 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 so hard to not get burned out. But then the one thing that always draws me back in, and it's not WWE, it's not AEW, it's guys like Jay Bougie and PJ Savage and um oh my god. Just so many people we've had on our show. D-Rogue and Marco. I love Marco. Marco is um, somebody I met before I met, before we had him on our show. But he's like, he had the, what, the big queer wrestling out in the West Coast with D-Rogue. Mm -hmm. And I just, I knew him from a gay group on Facebook. That's, you know, LGBT wrestling fans. You know, it's like. I fucking like that, you know, watching the indies guys, you know, that's what sparks my love, even though I don't get to go to the shows or watch it, you know, getting to interact with them and like, you know, try to start little feuds with people uh, with between the wrestlers. Like, I mean, I think we have, um, I think Rev came for me, but I, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to set PETA on him, but I didn't. <laughs> Backstory behind that last week on our show, we had uh, three of the members of TakeOver. Uh, they're out of uh, New York and everything. It's Jay Bougie, P. Savage, and the faceless ones, um, Jacqueline Face. We had three of them on last week, 
and they have a big event coming up on May 20th at with Evictus Wrestling when they're going against uh, Shane Taylor Productions. Mm. And so uh, we had them on last week, and it was like long. It was a long ass episode, but it was a lot of fun. And when I sent out the tweet, I said rebuttals welcome, and Rev said sign me up. So um if everything works out we'll have them on in a couple weeks and everything so but yeah it's like the indie guys bring so much fun and energy and everything and when like for me um sometimes I fall behind on wrestling and everything only because either work schedules or like lately with all the sports playoffs and everything it's like I get behind but I, I also catch up on Twitter myself too and everything um I'm also but I'm also in the position um unfortunately uh, those two aren't um the other girls aren't and everything because a lot of the indie promotions they've been having some of the stuff we've sponsored has been in texas so i've been able to go to a lot more short shows than they have and everything and so um so it's like my energy has been a little bit more up i just fall behind sometimes because of yeah. other shit going on yeah i understand yeah so with your um overall like making your content has it been have you guys found out different things that have been difficult, you know, as like a mechanical part, such as like, you know, when we first started, we used, you know, StreamYard and that didn't work out for us in the past. Um, and then like, you know, we had technical difficulties with cameras and, you know, upgrades and stuff like that. You know, is there anything you guys had <laughs> issues like that? Okay. Number one, don't use Skype ever. Skype is ass. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from Skype. And it's like, number two, I do not know how many damn headphones. Yeah, it's like, I do not know how many damn headphones I've gone through until I got this current setup and everything. It's just like, this is like my fourth in two years. Kayla, (laughs) Kayla, it's like, I know you've gone through a couple yourself. Yeah, because, you know, it's just like I had, um, you know, different microphones, because it's just like, I didn't like the thing in front of my mouth, and then it's like, I still had the one microphone, then I found the podcast microphone, so I was like, well, I got to get rid of a headset without the microphone, because it was echoing, and then it was a part of technical difficulties, um, haven't been a while, but there for a while, it was like, my internet kept going out, it was like, literally in between, it was just oh, kept going. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, and then, you know, even it was crazy because when I used to play, because I, you know, play Fortnite and stuff online, Dan goes, well, what happened to you? Just like fell off the face of the earth. Sorry, I died because I couldn't keep internet connection. So, <laughs> yeah, between Skype being stupid and, um, and then, you know, losing internet and going through microphones and, you know, different stuff. Um, finally found my camera after we had moved into the new house. So I finally have that one. I just got to figure out if it's going to echo through because it has a built microphone in so hopefully it don't override with this one so yeah you know oh you can change it in the settings of zoom you can like change it in the settings and like turn it off like the mm-hmm. echo too that's what me and will and joe have realized okay well, we had yeah. a really bad echo in the beginning if you go in like deep in the settings that's how we figured it out because we all have the same mic now because all of us have all have a sh- like Joe sure, Will made us sure. buy a top of the line sure mic. I didn't make nobody. I didn't make nobody. <laughs> make, I didn't make nobody. He had a gun anything. to our heads, bro. Yeah, facts. <laughs> he recommend. He strongly recommended it, and we were like, you know, correct. He's he's passionate about it. Let's let's uh let's hear him out. And correct. I think it's been yeah. one of the better investments that we made. You know. Yeah, correct. actually, yeah, the mic's actually really good. Like, and I know, like, 
And then I know Jolie's had her issues like um, over the time and everything with like editing and just like stuff like that. But it's like, I don't know. We, we can't get through this without her though. She does an amazing job editing all of our shows. Shout out to Jolie. That is the hardest part about anything. Uh, oh yeah. Before Jolie goes. Editing is the hardest part about doing anything. Oh that's God. Every, yes. That's why every week we all have to do a not me. And it's always <laughs> me that ends up with the not. But our editing's quick. I definitely know like Jolie's editing yeah. is definitely more because they're doing the podcast. So she has to go in, make sure if anything got warped or anything like that's a lot of like time that she has to spend. So I know that that aspect of it. Like if I know when, like when we first started out, when there was like stutters, like I used to have a notebook and I would write everything out. Now I've just decided, you know what? I'm going to let the stutter stay in because it makes it sound more authentic. But I'll take out when Kayla goes, um, um, or I go, um, um, for like 10,000 times. So I try to like <laughs> break it up. But like, the th like what I do is like, I will, like I said, I use my TV because one bigger screen, I can sit my recliner, I can be relaxed, I can do everything I need to do and I can see it better than I can see it on the little screen, which is odd. But like, I, li I guess I like being, uh, just being able to not have my eyes hurt as much. Correct. You know, being a, being a glasses where it does take a lot of toll yeah. on your eyes. Um, but, you know, my camera and my headphones were actually, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, suggested by Courage JD, uh, a streamer that does Fortnite and Call of Duty. I follow him. Well, I used to follow him. Now I follow Dr. Lupo more because of his whole St. Jude um, aspirations. I just love what that guy does for the community. But I do Razer. Razer, I have a Razer camera, Razer headphones, and my mic is a blue uh, snowball, which is a top, low top end. So when I want to get, yeah, when I want to get like, you know, another one, I might go for the Yeti, but I haven't decided yet. It, I'm happy with what it is, but like, if we go live, it is going to be like, you know, they're going to have to get, both of them are going to have to get clear cameras. I know that much just because. What's wrong with my camera? <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, oh, <laughs> if you want to see the difference between our comedy, go to our first video and then go to like our recent one. It's crazy how big of a difference it is. Like, but no, you, like for like cat, like you're just to me, it's just a little bit blurrier. Like, you know, my the camera that I have is like I think it's a 1080p. So like you actually have to look at the resolution on it. Again, I actually take photography pictures. I do nature pictures as well. Uh, if you um They've seen my pictures on my Facebook. Like yeah. they know that I take, I, when it comes to taking pictures and picture quality, that is my biggest thing. Like, you know, that's why I was like, oh, this is recorded. This is, this, they're going to see my room. Okay. We're going to make sure they can at least see my Funko Pops more than me. There we, <laughs> there we go. That's a lot better. Um, all right. All right. All right. I, um, I'll, uh, we'll table that. But that's like, you know, when it comes to uh, editing, you know, I don't know how I'm going to edit for video. I think it's just, we're just going to stream it live and then I'll take the audio out and audit, edit the audio. That's just the editing. I originally started with Audacity and Audacity kept crashing yep. my computer. Yep. And then I'm used to make a fan base music videos for TV shows and movies just because I'm that kind of a nerd. And I realized, oh, there's an audio function. And so what I do is I take out the video, the 
text, all that. I'll leave as audio. Make that thing big so I can see everything bigger and then just stretch it out as long as I can to go through it all. And it makes my life a hell of a lot easier. Audacity can suck a dick. And Zoom, and Zoom too. Zoom can also suck a dick. Yeah, uh, so. Like, so, yeah, like, my biggest investment that I've done in this podcast for us is, like, I went from, like, a cheap MacBook to, like, the top-of-the-line MacBook. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to have to do this because I got sick of it one day. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on my third computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to get a tower for this um, just because of the capacity that you can have with towers, mm -hmm. the better video cards you can put in. But I already know that if I'm going to go the tower route, and I already know how much it's going to cost me. It's going to be a gaming PC. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Stay, hands down, it's going to be a gaming PC or a gaming laptop if I have to go the laptop route if it's cheaper. Only because... The gaming PCs have better video cards, better audio cards, all that stuff. Um, you know, it just it just makes life a little bit easier and it's faster. And don't get me wrong, I love my laptop. It just is a pain in the ass sometimes. Like it took me forever getting it restarted because I decided to be an idiot and crash. It happens. Don't worry, we feel your pain. Right so now to get frozen. Oh yeah, everything like the screen went black. I was like, sorry, uh, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to shut it down normal. I'll just hold the button down. And then it starts up and it'll play fine for a couple of days and I'll just have to redo it again. YouTube, it's a content creating struggle. So now let's move to the the uh, the part everyone's here for, the wrestling aspect of it. I want to give one shout out to Chaos Theory Podcast because I know Danny got in contact with Kayla, which got us in contact with you guys. And then we ended up meeting Chaos, who did both your theme music and our theme music. So shout out to him. Uh, so He's we're gonna absolutely get wonderful. Need to get him back on guy. the show. I don't know. Actually, he probably inspired us to uh to upgrade our our, our oh, mics. Yeah. When he came on, he was like he like Trump does. I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's one I mean, topic. His, his stuff. I think his stuff just broke. I just saw a tweet before he came on. Like his whole setup broke. Yeah, a lot of his stuff. Oh, so you end up upgrading right for our interview. Uh -oh. So yeah, we'll have to uh, reach out to him. But I. Right. So. There was one topic that we had planned. So it was a AW versus WWE versus Indies and like preferences and experience. But there's one topic I wanted to talk about that's kind of like breaking the Twitter world. And even Joe and them don't even know. But I just thought of this while we were going on. The uh, oh, the God. Ryback the Ryback comment that came oh. out. I wanted to get your guys' perspective on that. Um, I'm I'm blocked by Ryback. What the hell do you say? Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't read the whole thing. So Ryback basically was talking about the whole cuts and releases and basically was like, Vince doesn't know what he's doing anymore as a, a bit. I'll just go to the uh, the tweet. Just read uh, it. I got you. I'm going to read it. I'm going to just look it back up. Actually, I screenshot it because I posted it up on our Twitter. Uh, let's just say Ryback, Ryback potentially was going to get banned. from. All right, so add Vince McMahon. Like most promoters has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness as their W-H-O-R-E uh, oh, -E mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. So a lot of people were, they, not saying, they say Ryback was making a point and then totally went left field. So I know... I just wanted to get you guys' insight about it just because Ryback basically was uh, basically getting Twitter canceled with what he was uh, Yeah, we already knew he was a few screws uh, short, but uh, this is 
where the hell what is wrong with this fool yeah, i don't think I he's think ever gonna get another job, job again ever because it's he like cares. He, i don't think he cares at all because it's like you don't make it yeah some people don't like vince don't like his practices how he runs business or how he does with wwe and the releases and everything like that you don't reference like that because it's like shit like that if it unfortunately if it's happened in your household and everything it's like completely traumatizing and everything and it's like you don't know people's backgrounds and everything so that is like oh right back and kick rocks fuck and eat, what 20 a loser. Burgers, and eat 20 burgers on his youtube channel that's why <laughs> she's louise it's he's just um I don't know. I mean, I kind of will back when he was in, you know, part of WWE, I kind of liked, you know, his character, but ever since he's been out on this, you know, social media and let loose on it, it's just like, you're right. Like, what the hell's happened to this dude? Why do you keep bashing people? Why do you, you know, like Jolie says, she's blocked by him. I really want to just send something up there, you know, get blocked, but I kind of went around and start blocking him on accounts because I just don't like what he says. Right. You know, and it's just... I save the time to get blocked, but Aren't it's just like, like Sammy Guevara. <laughs> yes, Sammy Guevara did block me, and I'm proud of that. Okay, <laughs> but Sunny Man. Kiss, can you please unblock her on Instagram? She doesn't know what she did. Exactly. Uh, Jolie, should, Jolie, <laughs> should, Jolie, should I do it how we do on the show? With a, a uh, should I bring court to session? Bring Jester. court to session. Yes, Jester is now in session. <laughs> Let it rip, All rise. The Honorable Jester's court is, is now convening. Um, the Honorable Jester presiding. Proceed. Number one, Vince's mother recently passed away. You do not invoke the name of somebody who recently passed away. I don't care who the fuck you are. You are a goddamn giant ass meathead that looks like a fucking turtle. And that's an insult to turtles. That's number one. Two. Who cares if she was a whore? Your mom was probably a whore too. You just didn't know it. Or did she not even want you? You didn't even know who the fuck she was. You know, you're a fucking piece of shit. Okay. Number one, you don't talk about abuse. Because like Kat said, that's triggering. For me, that's triggering because I went through mental abuse in my life. You don't do that shit. No. You don't fucking invoke that, especially if you got people that want to be your fans and you can trigger them into having mental anxiety. And I bring that up because mental illness affects everybody. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We just saw a strong-ass woman at the age of 76 end her life in Naomi Judd. 76 years old, and she ended her life. One of the biggest stars in country. Supposed to be honored uh, tonight on Sunday, May 1st, in the, for, uh, to go to the Country Hall of Fame. We're supposed to be honored tonight for that. So, so saying what you said is triggering. Two, I'm going to say something that people might not like. Malcolm Blevins and Dakota Kai aside, there are some people that got let go that it's okay that they got let go. To go out and get a little bit more experience, to go out and be more into the wrestling world. Yes, 
NXT wants to start molding people. But number one, Parker Brudeau was not meant to be the next coming of Brock Lesnar. That was never said by the WWE. That was said by the fans because that's what they thought. And then he became a freaky motherfucker, and I'm glad they cut him. Because he gave me fucking nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I kind of bit with that. I, that. The way they threw him in there, and it's like, I know, noticed right before they started using him, they had him as a security guard. And the next thing you know, Dan texts me and says, Parker's bald. I said, what? And he just <laughs> randomly shows up, and I'm like, this is so, the thing that scares you in your nightmares. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the one that I'm sad about the most, to be perfectly honest, I, I mean, I like Persia. I thought she was great, but she really didn't do anything for me in the ring. It was Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter. But you didn't see maliciousness coming from him. He had a picture that he painted of Vince with a T-Rex behind him, and he gave him a thumbs up. So who knows? Maybe Dexter also wanted out. Dexter might have, like, decided, I don't want to do this. Or- he... He has such. I would not be surprised if somebody in the horror genre did not pick up the man we call Dexter Loomis because I, I, I'm a bad fan and I don't know his real name. But he would be an amazing silent sociopath in a thriller. Samuel Shaw was his real name. Thank you. <laughs> or a Marvel villain. I can see him as a Marvel villain. That uh. Yeah. Ends. Exactly. Yeah. He has the potential to be anything because he's got not only he's got the body, but he's got that fucking stare that'll put your soul to sleep. Like you don't want nope, nope. I'm just gonna stand here. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Don't look at him, don't look at him, don't look at him, don't look, nope, nope, don't make eye contact. Nope. It's not like, too late. Fuck! <laughs> I tried to do it. I was trying to do it, but <laughs> but you know, it's just Ryback needs to learn to shut the fuck up. Ryback is basically DJ Storms and JD wrapped up in one fucking holy turd. And that turd needs to get flushed like the twatsicle that it is. Elon, Elon or, Musk all, all that red meat him. and steroids will <laughs> catch up to him. Oh yeah, that's all the steroids. It's catching up. And the red it, meat. It, eating a lot of red meat. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Ryback, was... you are a piece of shit. I don't wish bad things upon you because you know what? No one deserves that. But if you want to talk about business practices, you can't say, well, Vince sucks. No offense. So does Tony Khan. He doesn't even let people know he's not going to resign them. They have to find out on Twitter. I think that's how Marco Stunt found out that he wasn't getting resigned. Yeah, Something like good. that. I think you it's know? the same with Joey Janela too as well. Yeah. Who, by the way, is very popular in the internet wrestling, in the independent scene. I used to, I used when, before pandemic at Comic-Cons, he would have a line at the, um, the uh, Headlock Comics booth. For people to get his autograph. Because people fucking love Joey Janela. So it's like. There is no. Good businessman. When it comes to wrestling right now. I'm sorry there isn't. I mean. 
is Tony doing good things? Yes. Is Vince doing good things? Yes. Are they both doing bad things? Yes. I mean, it's only a matter of time until Tony does something that pisses somebody off or Vince does something again to piss somebody off. But Ryback, you are found guilty of being a fucking cunt that needs to get flushed from the sewer and just go away from social media. Yeah, potentially a Twitter ban and hopefully with Elon Musk buying Twitter, hopefully he'll continue to uh, to keep the Ryback uh, ban going. Yes. <laughs> so we'll move on to something a little bit less... Less intense. Stressful. Yeah. Uh, it might be it might be it might be a little more stressful tactical. Correct. Yeah. So we'll make this one quick. So we'll go with a we'll cut off the indies for this. We'll say AEW versus a W. Uh let's just get a quick like what's your preference on both companies and then what's some of your experiences that you've uh, had, whether you've been to a show. Um uh, we'll take out like any negative negative uh, you can spoil anything, you can say anything negative if you want about either or but any like okay. um crazy negative experiences or anything like that. And then any good positive experience and stuff like that. I'll go first since I've never been to AEW shows. Those t- I know Kat- Kayla has cats going, so and I have no interest in going to an AEW show. My um, my negative response with the uh, AEW in a whole, and the reason one of the reasons why I will not watch the product and I'll only like check it up on YouTube and clips and not from the actual AEW site. I'll go to fucking third party ones that put it up Mm -hmm. just so they don't get my views. And it's just the fact that they uh, placate and pander to a certain fan base, but they won't stop said fan base from bashing neither Rose. They won't stop them bashing gay people like Sonny Kiss. They won't stop, um, they, they 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 placate to, to the hatred. They they feed off of it. I swear to God, Tony feeds off of it. Omega feeds off of it. I know the Bucks sure as hell feed off of it. Um, the reason why I don't like the Bucks is that I asked for a donation of one of their books to a special ed teacher. I was just lost my job, and they were putting out books at Hot Topic, and my local Hot Topic did not have it. So I was asking, you know, for a because it was like uh, one of those like you know nice kids stop bullying books mm-hmm. and like you know i said hey you know could you guys maybe donate it to some of the local schools in delaware we can't get the they didn't get the copies in the local hot topic and his their fan base came after me oh you can't buy what are you fucking poor like Damn, dude I didn't know about, wow, that's oh their, their fan base is fucking dicks yeah it, it, oh they, yeah they're psycho they're really crazy mm-hmm. about super kick parties um so that like the and my original account that i had i do not remember the name to be perfectly honest i was trying to see if i got it back when some people said like you know they were unblocked how they they freed out the thing for people uh to get their old accounts back but somebody threatened to hurt nyla rose physically and i said okay fine they'll be in philly i'll be in philly how about i meet you outside the stadium and i'll show you what a curb stomp really is Guess who got permabanned and guess who didn't? Somebody that was threatening to kill Nyla Rose, but somebody who's threatened that stood up for Nyla Rose, who doesn't even watch AEW because she's a sister. She's a trans sister. Mm -hmm. I I take my community very seriously. You know, being a gay wrestling fan, people are like, oh, you watch it because the girls in bikinis. Okay, that's a plus. (laughs) But it's not the reason I watch. 
And those I mean, wrestling fans are hypocrites because I'm pretty sure they were back in the days watching when Vince was doing these panties and bras matches and stuff oh, like God, that. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> did it help me realize? Yes. So wrestling helped me realize I was gay. And wrestling helped save my life. That, you know, and that's one of the reasons why as much as Vince pisses me off, I will never turn my back on WWE. Um, you know, the fact that guys like the Hardy Boys and Lita helped me realize who I was. Uh, watching Ric Flair, despite the fact I think he's a walking, talking, toxic piece of shit next to Ryback. <laughs> uh, I just, you know. I can't believe that guy has his own YouTube channel. I found it the other day. I was like, what the frick? Who, he Ryback talks, or Flair? He has his, Flair. He's got his own review shows of Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> I was like, what? The yeah, he has a whole YouTube thing, yeah. He did a running oh, of the nice. ring with Jay Lethal like last week, and it was it was crazy. I saw that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flair, oh, that ma- that makes sense. They're both guys that have been accused of sexually harassing women. So <laughs> I'm not subscribed though. So I think yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what's some positive? Uh, like uh, obviously, you were telling us about how like WWE's influenced your life. So po- positive. Oh, yeah. Going. One of my favorite things is that I remember it didn't happen to me. It happened to my best friend. It was her birthday. We went out to one of the shows. Lucha House Party was there. Becky was there. Um, so Lucha House Party gave her half of the pinata. Uh, and Becky has gave her a shirt and then proceeded to take Lacey Evans around the ring and brought her up to my best friend and said, did you wish her a happy birthday yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember you telling us that <laughs> you know but I think one of the like positive things and the funny thing is it's not something that happened in WWE at all um, I think it was 2014 or 15 I was at New York Comic Con uh, Shane Helms uh, Jerry the King Lawler were all at headlocked comics uh, Jerry had a line out around and I was just uh, just staring at the um, the comics because I love comics. Big mm-hmm. nerd. And, you know, the guy, the artist is fantastic. I have his uh, one Bray Wyatt piece over there. You can't see it because it's, it's really awesome. It's him as the fiend. If I ever get it signed, I really want to get that signed by Bray. So bad. Um, but I had just found out that one of my close work friends had passed away and he was a wrestling fan Shane let me talk to him almost all day I would come back and he would say how you doing how you doing and like you know I think this is when he was still hurricane and he was still doing like you know stuff with WWE but he's more backstage and he was out front but Shane Helms, you know, just helped me get through that day after finding out somebody because he, Frank, my friend Frank, loved wrestling. So we would always do wrestling skits up in bowling and talk about wrestling. So it's just the fact that I had that experience. And I will say that I have, I have met many wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, being at Access, being at, at uh, cons. Some are assholes like Seth Rollins. And um, Honky Tonk Man. Some are amazing. And some will remember you from three years after you met them, like Sergeant Slaughter. Wow. Because I met you three years ago or two years ago at, at New York Comic Con. Now, I had 
colored hair and I was probably dressed in nerdy shit and here I am in a wrestling t-shirt and he goes I remember you and this is at Wrestlemania Access uh, I just I feel that WWE does a lot more for the communities and it's something nice to see um, also another thing we've actually had I worked at Dave and Buster's and because Dave and Buster's is partnered with WWE they actually use one of our locations I don't know if it was our store or the Philly store, and they had John Cena there for a Make-A-Wish event. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, it, for me, the, the positives of WWE, especially with Make-A-Wish and the community and Be A Star, it all outweighs some of the, a lot of the negativity for me. And some of the negative things they do, yes, the cuts, especially during the pandemic. But then you look at the people that they cut and how they're thriving, and so it's like, I, I see how it was a negative then, but you guys are thriving now. And if they didn't cut you, you would still be sitting backstage and catering. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're, 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 even though there's negatives, there's a lot more positives. And to be honest, the fan base is a little bit nicer and cleaner <laughs> uh, on the WWE side than it is with the AEW side. Correct, yeah. The, also having the younger fan base, it, do, it does help for that. But once again, you have then a, a wider fan base. Yeah. Which makes sense. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with us. <laughs> Kayla? Um, I will say I don't really have any negative things to really say other than maybe the releases of WWE. But, hey, a lot of them, you know, go out there and do 20 times better. I mean, look at Killer Cross and Scarlet. They're, you know, you got the smoke show back together getting married in Alaska I mean just they're they're happy for themselves um AEW I have been to two um my first ever one just the positive vibe because like I said I watched it on TV but I didn't really understand what the pop about it was Mm -hmm. so I got to go see I actually witnessed the first ever steel cage match so I got to see Cody Rhodes Spring off the top of the rope, pin Wardlow. And then the funniest thing about it just kind of made me snicker. I think I got it on video. If I find it, I'll send it to y'all's podcast. But you actually see Brandy down there go, he's getting up and he's raising his hands like this on top of the cage. Come on, come on, come on, back down, come on. You know, she was freaking out that Cody's up there. And um, I was like, no, that's enough. Come down. Um, love that positive. And, you know, WWE's always got the minimum. I haven't unfortunately met as much as wrestlers as Jolie because I have a whole list of different people I want to. Um, but I have had the chance to, in virtual meet and greets, I've had the chance to meet Becky Lynch, uh, Finn Balor, Natalia, which I was almost in tears because she's like my absolute favorite role model. Um, Jey Uso, which was awesome. I mean, like only it, it was just he was just fun to talk to. Braun Strowman was kind of awkward a little bit. I don't, I just don't, I don't know how to describe it, but he was cool <laughs> to talk to. Um, and then probably if I had to say an awesome experience, I have been to Rawls and SmackDowns. Um, a couple of them, only one SmackDown and one SmackDown house show. Um, but I want to say the probably the most as of right now most amazing other than the virtual meet and greets the first one the only one i've only met in real life is i'm gonna say mox because that's what he is right now 
but at the time he was Ambrose. Good old Dean Ambrose. Yep, I met him on actually Friday, September 11th, when his video had came out. His uh, 12 rounds three came out, and um, you know, it's like just the way he was with the younger generation. Like a lot of people, say, oh, he's a lunatic friend. She's not, you know, going to be able. To... He reacted with those kids like I don't know how to describe it. It was just awesome how he reacted with the kids, and. Um, this wasn't mind you this was a Pittsburgh Pennsylvania so I literally drove eight hours to meet him at Wizard Comic Con and um my ex-friend Brent at the time well he's my friend then and then my friend Heather that I went to school with in West Virginia we so we all met up there and uh we were going to the thing and I'll give you a funny story there was a girl in front of my friend Heather that one in Ambrose, because you got a little index card that said, how did you want him to sign your autograph? And the girl wanted him to sign it to Cat, C-A-T, from my little Fluffy. That's how she wanted him to <laughs> sign it. And he, and you, and Amber, he's like, uh, 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 okay. So he signs <laughs> it, little Fluffy. And then my friend gets up there and he goes, oh, Heather, a normal name. So he's just like, <laughs> and then um, he gets up there and he's like, oh, how you doing, Kayla? I'm good. And I said, I drove eight hours to see you. Um, and most of all, I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning to watch your video. And he's like, because he's like, well, what'd you think of it? I said, absolutely loved it. It's amazing. He says, thank you. And I didn't, you know, just telling him, you know, he was great that I traveled. He says, well, thank you for traveling, you know, so far. And my friend goes, you just made him blush. I said, oh, I made him blush, you know, so, and then, of course, I got a hug, and he handed me the autograph, and, you know, it's just how he reacted with the fans, you know, and then I also have a goal where I do want to meet the other two, because I'm built big Shield fans, so, you know, it's just going to the shows, and just, um, I mean, you know, I think me getting the chance to meet your favorite wrestlers is probably the one of the positive thing about being a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I have a whole list of people like, you know, Alexa Bliss, obviously um, Killer Cross and Scarlet and over at AEW, you know, the biggest one, there's so many times I just want to, she's coming to the end of May, she's in Virginia, I so much just want to jump in my car and drive to Virginia, that's Chris Statlander, you know, it's just, and I'll jump back to AEW, just, you know, a lot of people say, well, she's not, you know, I keep pushing, pushing her to get up there. Just she can just come out with her theme on a dark match, and I get so excited, you know, hearing her theme, seeing them wrestle. I think that's what makes the greatest. I just get all excited. And her newest theme, if you haven't listened to it, Culturize, uh, it is awesome, and it fixed her amazing gimmick. I think I've had it on repeat. So if you look at my repeat on my song, I'll probably listen about a thousand times now. So it's just, <laughs> it's just, I'm just excited, you know, just different things and. I can't wait. I don't know when my next show is, but hopefully it'll be get to go to SummerSlam coming up, which is not too far from me in Nashville. So, but you hmm. know, I've lost that little spunk of you know liking wrestling. I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched an actual NXT. But like I said, I catch up. Gotten back in the raw and SmackDown. Have not watched AEW yet, but hey, you catch up online. Whoopie doo. Um, <laughs> so all this is new uh, debut, 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 debut. Yeah, debut. pretty much. You're fine. Monday right now is the hottest thing in wrestling, like for the mainstream right now. So you're you're not missing much when it comes to the. It's it's hit or miss 
all over the I, place, but Raw is yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah. But I won't <laughs> try to spoil something, but I will say AEW, I did see what happened on there. Um, but all I got to say is it's getting a little tall and you can't teach, teach that. that. Who do you guys think it is? Duh. I mean, he's this tall. He's this tall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope maybe it's I Enzo. Hope. Maybe because it's Enzo. You know, Enzo thinks he, Enzo's this tall, but he thinks he's this tall. You know, oh, God. No, or, it's or it's both of them. <laughs> I hope it's both. Somebody put on Twitter and says, please keep Enzo away from AEW. No, 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 no. Right, we save we save cat for last. Feel free, take it away. Because I know what she's gonna talk about. We all know. <laughs> I probably know too. Don't make me come to Texas if you do. What? <laughs> Tejas. Ay ay ay. Okay. Um, AEW. I'll keep brief and everything. Um, I am going to my first show on May 18th, and I'm super excited about it. I'll give my. I didn't get a chance to go to the last one fell through at the last minute and I wish I actually was there because that was the one where um, the entire audience had to sing, ended up singing Ju uh, Judas from start to finish. And so it's just like the coolest wrestling shit always happens in Texas, in Houston. Mo, this is my personal opinion. Joel, you'll disagree with me, of course. <laughs> Let's see. Ronda Rousey were debut was at Royal Rumble 18. That was in Philly. <laughs> ECW started in Philly. Philly. Becky Lynch won double titles in the main event. First ever women's main event in New York. Like I said, Jolie's going to disagree with me and everything, but some of the some of the best moments in wrestling history that I've been a part of and everything have happened in Houston. But either way, back to AEW. Back to AEW. Um, some of the negative that I see with it, yeah, it's like. Some of the fan IWC who's on the AW side, they've brought a lot of toxicity. And it's like sometimes you just can't get away from it. And um, also, it's like I do wish that they would um, feature the women's division a whole lot better because most of the time the booking for that has just been downright awful. It's like you have a two-hour show and then you can find time for like one actual match, which is sometimes not really that long, and then maybe a couple back the short um, backstage segments. That's it. Hmm. Okay. WWE. Um, yeah, the releases suck sometimes and everything. And God, last year, oh, you may, I, I went <laughs> off. I went off. But I do see how um, we get the backstories now as far as like what was going on and everything. So it's like sometimes it, it's like you wish they were still with WWE and then but you also see how much happier that they are and everything. Um, the positive side for me for wrestling and everything is how much it's connected me to my family. And I'll, and I'll keep this really short and everything. Um, I got into wrestling back in 05 because of my nephew, my eldest nephew. He was like nine, 10 years old at the time. Brought over a tape um, when he was spending the night at my house. It's been the weekend at my house, excuse me. And then it was Vengeance 2005, main event, Triple H and Batista, Hell in a Cell and everything. So it's like, it kind of like, it kind of like snowballed from there. We went to our first show together in October. And that's, I told him the other day, he is my original wrestling buddy. 
the OG. And so to this day, he's like about to be 27 and everything. So it's like, we're, it's like, we can still talk wrestling um, without a shadow of a doubt. And then of course, it's like, when I met my husband, he used to be into wrestling, but then he got back into it. When he met me, I go to meet his family in Boston and everything. A couple of my brother-in-laws, my nephew, they're wrestling fans as well. And so it's just, so it's like, it's been like one thing over the years that I found like common ground with and common ground with a lot of people on and everything. And it's like, especially, and then after doing this podcast for these last two years and everything, it's like, I'm so much more involved in, in wrestling and my knowledge and just what's going on than I've ever been before, especially like with the indie scene and just like me and talking to people all over and I the only wrestler I've met like did a virtual meet and greet with is Apollo Cruz. the only other mess wrestlers I've met in person are indie wrestlers which is which is completely fine we, we've had them on the show and everything um but it's just like wrestling I can say has actually changed my life in so many ways and it's just like just you never know what's next I think that's the greatest part about, you know, from all your experiences, you can take something from it. Like when we started our podcast, man, I met a good friend, Danny, man. I went to like my first Red Sox game with this guy and I've been a huge fan. So Danny pushed me to go to my first game, obviously first AEW show. So it's amazing, like the people you're going to meet and then the experiences that you're going to have and just how much wrestling can just, you know, better your life. Now, obviously, like we said, there's the toxicity that you can get, the tour to world, all that kind of stuff. Uh, to where though I feel like everyone in the wrestling community we all like you know at the end of the day we like wrestling so we want to see everybody do well everyone have a job we want to be entertained so sometimes where we're not entertained and sometimes where we are so then it's the back and forth Uh, so that's pretty pretty much for my for my segment and I think Joe has uh, the last one and then we'll do our would you rather which we do with uh, every guest that comes on so (laughs) the would you rather is is a fun one yeah it's a real fun one. So I think we all can agree that, you know, we all have our favorites and there's people who influence us in wrestling. Um, I know something that we like to do when people come on is, you know, to know their Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Um, we, we do see a lot of similar answers, but, you know, that, that just shows us, you know, how impactful these wrestlers are. Um do you want to do so, a twist to it, Joe, to make it more debatable? Oh, what do you have in mind? So instead of having everyone go by and give us their Mount Rushmore, how will all collectively, all six of us, we have to agree on a route, uh, Mount Rushmore? Uh, there's four people on Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah, four people. Yeah. But we're going to yeah, go to so- five. So we're all going to have to come together and agree upon five wrestlers. Six? So how about this? We all pick one person and we make our own Mount Rushmore. No, no, do do five, do five. Where we all, because then that means it's one person where, who has to argue their side even more. Yeah. So, I you like that idea, Joe? This way, it makes it a little bit let's, more let's, debatable, let's, let's where try. it's more of our kind of style, where we get to debate yeah. it. So no one will go mute. Anyone can chime in, and then this is where it's going to get a, a very intense to where. Oh lord. <laughs> so we're like up. You oh know. lord. Cat fight starts now. So. <laughs> so because me, Joe, and Danny, we all had we did our top five. So I think one person we all had was John Cena. Is that correct? Three. 
No, I'm just saying I, we I, had I John so. Cena. I think correct? Taker was one of those. Who All right, let's do him. Taker. I think so. Lady, do do we feel that Taker could be in the top five if we had to come to a uh, to a top five? Oh yeah, for sure. He was he was the first one that popped in my head. I would I would give Undertaker because, like I said, that he's just the phenom. Why not? I mean, he's yeah, does so sure. much history. So, well, Jolie, what do, what do you think? I'm fine with picking putting Taker on there. Put I think he's the one Universal that we can actually say that's actually surpassed the '80s, '90s, and 2000s, and completely reinvented himself every time, and had some banger of themes. You know, he went from Kid Rock to Limp Bizkit to Johnny Cash for that one pay-per-view which was awesome um and it doesn't matter like if you go to like any halloween themed like you know we, i go to six flags uh when they have the uh, fright fest and mm. as soon as i walk in i hear the graveyard theme. i look around for fucking taker so yes <laughs> <laughs> taker is no definitely doubt. definitely the one that i think taker. Yep. okay yep. so well, let's do uh so kayla who do you think you may want to put in your top in the top five and we'll see if we agree Oh man, uh, Danny, you're next too, and then we'll go with. Can it be female? It could be, yeah, be anybody. Okay, okay. Just, um, just wrestler, just wrestler though. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, man, this is really hard, but um, I'm gonna put her. I'm gonna put her out there, Charlotte Flair. Right. Okay. As as much as I am, uh, love Charlotte. Um, there's another female that would be ranked above her um, in my eyes. I would put Becky Lynch just because of the fact that she can keep kayfabe 100%. She's basically the female undertaker when it comes to that. She can keep kayfabe alive. She keeps kayfabe alive on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And when you meet her, she's a completely different person. Like we all know she's this right now crazy psychotic woman. And but you know when you see her at meet and greets or meeting the kids oh, oh, when they're over in uh, England or um, doing other things, you, you know she's going to be meeting with everybody and she just loves meeting her fans. So she's one of the one. I mean, don't get me wrong, Charlotte is great. She deserves she deserves to be in the talks. But when it comes to KFAB, Becky is the best. Would you? For someone who could possibly be put above Becky, the only one I can really think of that could possibly have a big of impact as she did would be Lita. Oh, definitely. Um, I think I think if we if you had to put one woman on there, I think Lita just you know, you know how many women have came out because you know she was the one diva or the one you know female superstar who wasn't you know. In the start, you know, always dressing all skimpy and stuff like that. Eventually, she did, but you know, how many women were comfortable coming out, or how many men were even comfortable coming out, being like, you know, this is something different. This is something I like. Um, no, yeah, I, know, I think I think I, I think Wait. you have to put Bomalita up there then. If this is I... tough, this makes it hard, man. This <laughs> is the, yeah. this is the... and when, when we talk about Lita, Lita is actually was on my list i would have actually had becky and lita but if we had to choose between the two despite the fact that i love becky i would pick lita for what you said and for the fact that lita has influenced becky charlotte sasha alexa nikki Rhea, all of them 
she is the catalyst that has helped create some of these future superstars that we have in the ring now. So, and yeah, she dressed like she came right out of Hot Topic in the 90s. And that's what we loved about her. Yeah. And that's what I was able to tell her when I met her because, you know, I said to her, when I saw her with S.A. Reyes for the first time in 99, 2000, and then the Hardy Boys saved her, and then just seeing her with Jeff and all them, it just, I told her straight out, you helped me find me. You know, it was okay to be different. It was okay to be gay, even though, like, you know, they weren't, but the, to embrace the difference. And I, she responded, she goes, nobody has ever said that I helped them find them. That they always wanted to be me, be Lita. And I think that's what she is by far, like, you know, has to be on the list if we're going to go with that route. So Undertaker and Lita are the two set in stone. Kat and uh, uh, Danny, do you guys agree with Lita being in there? Yes. I, agree. I do agree with Lita and everything because it's like she, um, she wasn't the stereotypical female wrestler in that during that time and everything she was bold brash she did take chance a lot of chances that the girls wouldn't even take and everything mm -hmm. so yeah i agree i think if we're going yeah. with championships though kayla you definitely hit the nail on the head like like how long has she been in like in like the main card and what did she have 14 world titles they weren't all the greatest but you know when you think they of the present greatest. day wrestling you know, they she, were like she's a standard. <laughs> july 2015 God damn, yeah. seven years. But a Killing lot of it. it. But the only reason I would say not Charlotte, a lot of it I felt was a little forced, just because of who her her daddy was, and because look at someone like Cody Rhodes, he didn't get forced like that. But when Charlotte came to the scene, I felt a little bit of it. She did daddy wasn't a Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I felt a little bit what was forced. But obviously Charlotte, you know, she did what she had to do. So I, Danny, so we got Undertaker, we got Lita. Actually, we'll uh, let the ladies go first. Sorry, Cat. Give us a third one that we we may agree, we may not disagree. We may agree, we may not disagree with. Uh -huh, you're on the spotlight now. <laughs> you're on the hot seat, girl. Mm. <laughs> I would have to say someone did mention him for like a hot second and everything, but John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Titles, persona. Why, why would you want to put them on there? You can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. It would just be a blink. <laughs> Titles, presence, his overall effect on the WWE. Um, culture overall. Culture, showmanship. Um, it's just how, because take you back to, they just showed this the other day after that Extreme Rules and 2011 I think it was when after the show he got on the announcer's table and announced that we had taken out Osama Bin Laden and everything it's just like yeah it's just like you can't it, it's like it's hard to he argue. has to go on there exactly it's like no, I don't see I don't see any way around it he's a poster boy if you you know Hulk Hogan was a poster boy now fuck Hulk Hogan and now we got you know Cena Cena's the Perfect. Boy, and I don't think you can have anyone who's gonna topple that until you know right. maybe ten years from now, possibly Roman. But even then, he didn't change the game. Like, like Cena was basically the MJ 
for wrestling. You know, he yeah, he, he brought it to the mainstream and stuff like that. And then um, hell, it's like last year, um, Money in the Bank weekend and everything. When he came, Money in the Bank, when he came back, it's like he still has that effect on the the WWE universe. And you see kids who didn't weren't even alive last when he was on his major runs and everything. And it's like they know who he is. And it's like they support him and and like support his message and everything. So probably we would have to agree. I'm not know about the numbers, but probably have sold, has sold probably the most merch besides maybe Austin potentially for like how much merch this guy has sold. And he also carried WWE through the darkest of time because I'm gonna be honest, around the uh, what was it uh, the Nexus when Nexus first come up with like Wade Barrett. I mm-hmm. think WWE was in a very bad spot. There was a lot of uh, uh, shakiness, and John Cena carried that entire little bit of era of uh, WWE into this next era that we're we're into now. Did have to borrow mm-hmm. Triple H's shovel, but he got the job done. Correct. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny. Uh, you've been a little bit quiet, man. Cena. Do we agree? Yeah. Yep. Cena. Cena. Okay. I'm picking. You smell what the Rock's cooking? The Rock. Oh, this because there's so many people that like when you listen to five, there's so many, but like, ah, it's hard to. I'll let wait. Why? 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 Okay. Why why the rock? Mainstream presence now, like the other, like, like his presence in the ring, like people, like even his new show, like, like now they're getting deep into his wrestling career. Like this Saturday, they're actually starting the 1994 locker room. If you guys have not seen the picture going around on Twitter of it. Like, it has all the old guys. Like, they're showing him going through the air of the locker room mm-hmm. of when he so, was there. So, yeah, but so, I didn't know Mick Foley was that skinny. <laughs> so, my question is, are you putting The Rock on there? Because if we were putting The Rock on it, we can have a discussion. But we can't be putting Dwayne on there. Like, The Rock and Dwayne no, are, yeah, the are two Rock. different people. Yeah. See, because you're talking about Dwayne. That's Dwayne, bro. Because it's like... if. If you're talking about the rock and everything to be completely honest yeah to be completely honest and everything i would actually put austin in, in ahead of rock i yeah. agree and I, and I was yeah. a rock fan i was a I, what was stone cold i was the rock and years later when we did our mount rushmore thing on the show will you were right i was wrong i picked the wrong Correct. side yeah. you had the better one your man had a match at wrestlemania that shit was a banger you were right, Will. I apologize. The only thing you could give The Rock, obviously, I know we're not considering Dwayne, but Rock taking the leap. Well, he didn't even take a leap because Hulk Hogan took that leap earlier uh, in his career. Well, later on in his career. So you can't really consider that because then it's all, wait, Hulk Hogan was one of the first to really be like showcasing like all the movies, the 80s movies and stuff like that. Actually, that I think Piper was first. Piper was first? I think yeah. Piper and then Hogan, Hogan. because Piper had that, that, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I Duke think Pat. they live. They live Duke with Duke the gum. yeah. They and, live, yeah. And Piper was on "It's Always Sunny." Yeah, uh, and yeah. I will always give him. Oh, the, gold. oh man, uh, <laughs> he called me that. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, it's not towards you, Danny, but we just—I don't think we can put the rock on there. So <laughs> okay, I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I 100 percent agree with not putting the rock on there, just because he's two people. Whereas John Cena is one person. Correct. He's not John Cena and, you know, I, that's his name. That's John Cena. He, sur- he surpasses so much more than mainstream media. He talks about 
love is love he had that whole lgbt love is love campaign a couple years ago he just surpasses so much whereas it's not the rock it's in Dwayne, the movies it's Dwayne Johnson Dwayne Johnson yeah and with Cena you got to put him on there for the community oh god this man has single handedly granted the most make a wish wishes and he's history. like a 600 yeah, I think he's at like 600-something. Like, that's, that's crazy. And doesn't he have the key to the city to uh, what, Scott's? Is it Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix. From when he he was the... Um, I think Scottsdale, Arizona, too. He was the uh, the parade guy. I forgot what they call him. The... Uh, the had, 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 Grand Marshal? Grand Marshal. There we go. All right, so we have three guys. We have Lita, Undertaker, John Cena. We need a fourth. We need a fifth. We did Stone... We got four. Are we, are we agreeing? Yeah. Stone Cold? I, yeah. I, I, I don't agree nah. with Stone Cold. You don't uh -oh. agree with Stone Cold? Who would you uh, put above him? Randy Orton. Okay. Ooh. 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 I, I would agree with Jester on that one, definitely, then. That's... So the only reason I wouldn't, I couldn't put Randy over Stone Cold is without Stone Cold, they may not be a WWE, though. With what he did with Vince, with that not happening, once they started that gimmick, they switched, the the war changed. That's the only thing I would give, because I'm a Stone Cold lover. And Randy, to me, to me is one of the, is the best hill I've ever seen. Like, his gimmick and just him and Edge are two of my favorite heels of all time. I would put Stone Cold more for the fact of uh, who has a bigger, like, not catchphrase, but who has promo skills to the level where, you know, Randy's good, but is he Stone Cold level? Merch-wise, does Randy touch Stone Cold? No. It's, it, but that's a good, I don't know, once again, so we're going to have to do a tiebreaker or something. I mean, with Randy... Again, he's breaking records. He's broke. He's the most, what, most pay-per-views, most episodes of Raw. Matches. Yeah. Matches. Um, the fact that he really hasn't been out with injuries like Stone Cold. He's been probably one of the most consistent wrestlers that we've had. A lot of times, the only times that he was out was for, you know, the birth of his children or dealing with personal issues. I mean, he's a self-proclaimed asshole. I mean, he said it back in the day when he was coming up. He's a self-proclaimed asshole. But I, I think, you know, when it comes to Stone Cold, and yes, Stone Cold has changed a lot of his ways. Stone Cold does come with a lot more baggage than Randy does with a lot of the accusations that he has against him in the past with the domestic violence and other charges that, that weren't really charged, but it's been brought up. Whereas Randy has only really been accused of shitting in a diva's bag. And uh, doing that thing where he used to like put his hand in, in his pants and, and then go up and shake people's hands. Yeah, that's a different Yeah, but that's funny. <laughs> Wait, but what about, so I know you're saying about the injury aspect. So Stone Cold and the wrestling community has been on this. If he didn't get injured with the, uh, the Owen Hart um, pile driver, which shortened his career, if he didn't have that happen, do you think he would have still had more in the bag for the longevity? Yeah. We do know oh. these were getting shot, but if he didn't have that neck injury that prevent, it's almost to the... Obviously not definitely like the Tyson kid kind of standpoint. Tyson just completely just could not like wrestle anymore. Just yeah. it's not never gonna happen. I, I think I think if they had the modern technology and modern medicine that they have today that they had back then, mm -hmm. he'd be pulling an edge. So could you 100 percent can you knock him though? Because he did have a I know obviously it was a more of a, a lighter match, but he did have a match at WrestleMania. I'm not saying it's like the Randy level, but because of you, you know, one but of the, Kevin the Owens did most of the work. 
No, I understand, but like think of it like this: so like Randy, yeah, he's had this long career, but one Randy has maybe only had one really crazy incident with like Mr. Kennedy, where he was dropped on his head, where Stone Cold basically broke his neck, basically. So short in his career, and he also is in a time where modern medicine isn't as good. So can you use the longevity of a career against Stone Cold, though? Honestly, I think I can because, like you said, his knees were already shot. So he could have still had a shortened career because of his knees. Double knee braces, as somebody who has bad knees knows that mm-hmm. at any moment you can be in writhing pain and you, you won't be able to get into the ring and run those ropes. You can slip when you're doing a stunner and hurt yourself even more. Sure. So he already had the injury bug. So unfortunately, like, yes, we can't not talk about Mount Rushmore or anything without Stone Cold. If this was six people, 100% Stone Cold would be on there. Okay. But if we're going to put Stone Cold on there, if we're going to put Randy on there, there's one person that has to go on there, and he's not a wrestler. And it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So Because without that, him... Me and Will have had this conversation, and when we, did a, when we did it, we put him on there. And I think regardless, that's why we did wrestlers only, because in everyone's Mount Rushmore, you have to give a spot for Vince. Because without Vince, none of this is possible. So None Vince, so Vince, so we're saying right now, Vince is the metaphorical sixth man. Yes. Yeah, he he's he's a sculptor, you know. He's, he's the sixth he's, god. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a god. He's the sixth he's god. The god. <laughs> he's the god. He literally fought God. Remember that. <laughs> Facts. <yeah. laughs> so a question. If we put if we put if we have got uh Vince is a sixth god, if you like to say, well, do you think possibly? Oh, I don't know. That rainy, those are anything that's made it good. Ask, don't ask me. Ask, uh, uh, let Cat go. Let, let Cat go. Uh, let, let's. So if Vince is considered the, the god looking down on Mount Rushmore, can we consider Stone Cold off? What do you think, Cat? This makes it hard. This is. Yo, yeah. Make it, might as well just make it six at this point. Because Kayla Jeez. switched instantly. As soon as she said Randy, she went, I. <laughs> and, and then I don't know where Danny stands. So feel free if y'all two want to chime in and give us your, uh, both of your take back and I forth. Think, I, I, I think you make the claim for both of them. You know how you have that tiebreaker? You got to make that. You got. I know it's. I know. We, I know we only said five, but we might have to go six. Or you can just put that five fifth spot and everything and just put like little stack, little half their faces each half and everything. And yeah, it kind of half and half and everything because it's honestly hard to pick between the two and everything because it's like they've both had such like a huge, huge impact in the WWE over the years and everything. And hell, with it, you could tell like with Randy also like he just celebrating his 20th year and everything. It's just, yeah, yeah that fifth spot, half and half, done. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we, so. we definitely watched him grow up the last 20 years. Like Randy from being like a dip, a dip, a dipshit to basically a, a locker room leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's having the greatest time of his life. I never thought. Oh, would, God. Yeah. I never thought I'd, you know, like when he was in NXT, I was never fond of Riddle. I mean, I'll admit that. Same. And then when <laughs> then he comes up and, you know, joins forces with a guy that, you know, was one of the very first wrestlers when I started watching WWE join him as tag team i'm still waiting for that scooter ride though i still want riddle to get orton on that scooter you know but you know just it's just amazing just seeing how him and riddle connect and it's like now you ask me usos or rk bro and i'm like like, yeah love both of them so (laughs) so for this last spot 
this is where it's gonna get a little tricky because i think everyone always has their preference of someone who they want to put on there um well who do you got who would i put on there who would, who would you want to put up for debate uh, it's So when we were talking about championships, I originally had Ric Flair before the whole incidents came up, before the whole, like, you know, the uh, the web. Uh, dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. So I, I took <laughs> I took Rick off. I was just like, okay, if you're a piece of shit kind of guy, and I could see it, Rick, don't, you know. Oh, my God. I was, I was stuck between potentially maybe Triple H just for, like, he had one of the greatest singles runs, and he also had one of the greatest tag team runs and one of the greatest factions ever. So I was very torn between Triple H Shawn Michaels, and we were originally thinking Hulk Hogan, but John Cena, I think, was the better Hulk Hogan, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't know. I'm torn. So I'm going to ask them, like, to, and I'll just, it's hard to figure out who's going to be the, that fourth I'd person. Say bo- I'd, I'd say both DX. I'd say just DX. It, put them both. I'd say do the half and half, because. Do the half and half. <laughs> <laughs> half and half. But yeah. is there so, anyone else besides them you think that makes it? Because you got to think, like, like, I think I have in, someone. I think, uh, I think you gotta like debate because you gotta think how many people were influenced because of Triple H and and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, like you got Seth, Adam Cole, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. Like you name everyone. Like Triple H is Cody. Like there's so many. Like like you gotta give Triple H. I know he married into family. That's how he got. Remember when he first came in, he was a freaking jobber. <laughs> Facts. Well, so was Matt and Jeff Hardy. You know, that's just how it is. You start off as a jobber. MJF was a jobber. So, question What if I was able to convince you that? Don't say Bruno, the, Sam Martino. The, Don't do that. No, I'm not saying Bruno. I'm not saying Bruno. So, what if I were to convince you that I think the last person who belongs on the Mountain Rushmore potentially. I don't think it can replace Lita, but it might be a person who could slide into that spot. But I think if we're talking about DX or whatever, I think this person could easily have a good case for it. And he was not a world champion. Okay. I'm going with the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. This man's mic skills was so good. If you ever had any doubt on this man, and this man's ability to speak. Watch his hard times um, promo. And don't watch, don't put any video on, just listen to it, close your eyes, and tell me you didn't get goosebumps after that. And tell me that promo does not still relate now nowadays. How, many, how good of a promo person was he? He was given the whole NXT division to run for promos. I just that influences like your that. Finn Balor. Huh? I just didn't watch him like that. So it's almost just like, you know, some people can't put like, uh, you know, Kareem or Wilt because they're, you know, they're some of the best in basketball. Like I can't put Dusty because I just didn't watch him like that. So I don't, I didn't watch Dusty as much as that. You know, I, I went back and watched him and stuff. But if I think you're talking about a person who's influenced in the future, you got to put Dusty on there. You know, anyone who came through NXT and became a star, your Seth Rollins, your Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, um, you know, Big E and stuff like that. Think about it. They had to go through, you know, Dusty Rhodes. Can't hear you, Danny. I said it because he called them all his NXT children. 
Like, so we're gonna put Dusty Rose because he said everybody's his NXT children. <laughs> no, I don't agree with it. I, like, if I I'm saying know. wrestling is two parts, you know, it's on the ring and on the mic. On but the you mic, you only told us about like on the mic and influence though. Like in ring, give me some. Taker was never good. Taker was never good on the mic, but he was able to sell it. But that was Taker's gimmick, though. He didn't really need to talk. That's Man, that's where Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Taker had the <laughs> best talker at that time. Because if we're going to go that way, and I love Dusty. Don't get me wrong. Dusty is... Kayla mentioned earlier that I met Cody. I met Cody at Heroes and Villains in Secaucus, New Jersey. I told Cody what I tell every old-time wrestler that I get a chance to. And since I can't tell Dusty, I said, I would like to thank you for your father. Because without him, I wouldn't have a relationship with my grandmother, who had recently passed away. So, Cody and Dusty definitely mean anything. A lot. But if we're going to talk about, like, you know, somebody who's a really good talker, not a wrestler, you have to put this, you have to think about this one person. And I know he's just a manager, but he's the best manager in WWE right now. And that is the walrus. (laughs) Paul (laughs) Heyman. The innovator and creator of one of the most brutal and psychotic bunch of bastards to ever fight in South Philly. Correct, too. ECW. Because that also combats Joe's argument. Yeah, a lot of people came through NXT and Dusty had a, you know, it went through Dusty, but the Dudleys, Sabu, Raven, Sandman. Sandman. created the extreme matches. Correct. So I I hear what you're saying. And I think it's great because both of these guys are people who aren't your average wrestling build. You know, Paul Paul was, you know, he's a big guy. And Dusty, he was a big guy. And he wore polka dots and he was unorthodox. You know, people had a lot of harsh things to say about him. But I don't think when you put a Mount Rushmore out there, how many people did Heyman have to cross? How many times, how many people have had a bad experience with Paul Heyman? where it ruined possibly wrestling for them. I don't know anyone who's had a bad experience with Dusty where it came out into the open and where, you know, he ruined the whole experience, you know, just up and left, you know, left Tommy Dreamer to take care of some of the stuff. Um, So, but I do, if you're talking about mic skills, I think Heyman's definitely one of the best talkers. You know, I see him as top, Top three in my eyes. You know, you so if we had a Mount Rushmore for managers, it would be Heyman on that list. Number Heyman one. and he, I think Heyman and Bobby Heenan easily are the top two undisputed. You can't even, you probably can't even argue about those two. Maybe even Paul Bear. Heyman, Paul. Heenan, Paul Bear, and I would throw Zelina Vega on there because she was amazing as Andrade's. And for females, like, you know, they didn't get physical back in the 80s and 90s, but she did. So that that would be my pick. For manager. I like Armando Estrada. I thought he was really nice with Umaga. Armando was good, (laughs) but I would also give it to... uh, Okay, okay. so The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart, yeah. Yeah, man. So this is is hard. So if we're going just base, let's say just 
uh, wrestlers because Vince did wrestle. I'm not sh- uh, has Paul had a wrestling match? All wrestles. Technically, Actually, technically he did, but then he, we, they changed it out. <laughs> Paul Russell. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting for that match. Um, I actually did come up with another wrestler sure. that I wanted to throw into the mix here. Yeah, let's hear it. Because, yeah, because Jolie mentioned about telling the second generation, whoever she, she's met and everything, if their father has wrestled before, she always thanks him and everything. I flash back to January 2021, start of our second season. We had the honor of having Shal Guerrero on our show. Mm. And Jolie, same thing. She told Shal, like, thank you for your, like, thank you for like what your father brought to the industry. And it got to me thinking and everything. He won one world title. He had a few championships in his career, but the man had wrestling in his blood his family, he's a second generation. He had a lot of charisma. And it's like he drew the people, he drew the people in with no matter what he was doing. And he still influences a lot of wrestlers today. Correct. Yep. You're talking Sa- you're talking Sasha. You're talking Dominic. You're talking um Logan people Paul. in AE. Yeah, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's banned from Texas. Fuck him. He's banned <laughs> from Logan Texas. Paul on the Mount Rushmore, maybe. No! Oh, yeah, thro- throw him, throwing oh. him off. Throw him <laughs> ass off. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, but it was like Santana and Ortiz and AEW and everything. It's like Eddie Guerrero has been such a fixture in wrestling for so many years, even after his death and everything. And that's a name I would put up for consideration on the Mount Rushmore. I was actually thinking the same thing about Eddie. Because just because of what you said, um, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If he didn't tragically pass away, I think a lot of events that happened in the years following wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been one of the greatest. Uh, champions that we'd ever had I think that he would have moved on to probably be what Adam Pierce is he he would be running Raw right now and do you know how much fucking fun that show would be (laughs) (laughs) right I, I, I think that we don't talk about Triple H anymore or Dusty as much as we love him because you were thinking them, and I was thinking Afa and Sika, the Ananois. Because if yeah. you want to talk about somebody that's that's bracing the, the Mount Rushmore, the Samoan dynasty had it built on its backs. True. So, but I would definitely put Eddie, like, like you said, you can't dispute everything that Dusty has done. Triple H, Shawn Michaels. But Eddie brought something different. He made China into something completely different. Mm. We never thought we could see her being fun and just a side piece. No, he he made her into so much more and we 
We fell in love with her when she won the Intercontinental Championship. We fell in love with her when she won the women's title. Finally. And I would argue that China should be on the list as well, but unfortunately, Lita has a bigger influence. Correct, yeah. So, one thing about... I have an unpopular opinion. Oh, really? Yeah, very unpopular (laughs) opinion. Oh, God, here comes his Eddie Broke opinion. I, I know people love Eddie. And I understand why they love Eddie. Now, growing up, Eddie was decent in my books. He was decent. When he passed away, you know, it was sad. It was tragic. But even then, I still didn't hold him up to the standards of, you know, other wrestlers. You know, people put him at like that S tier. I never, still to this day, I don't see him as this S tier superstar you know i see him as maybe b tier maybe a tier but i'm still working on trying to see this elite level that eddie brought and i do understand you know his his death definitely helped influence i think to solidify him into that you know legendary status and i think that's my issue with you know the whole eddie comparison is you know if he chose not if if he had a proper, you know, run with, you know, his main, he, he was just getting into being a, like a main eventer in my his prime, his prime, his prime. And he, you know, unfortunately, he tragically passed. You know, people forget before that, you know, he used to do, you know, a lot of funny stuff. You know, he wasn't that popular. He wasn't as strong because he was from WCW. So my, I never put Eddie up there and that's just one of the people I understand. Like it's one of those gripes. I always pick with people when they pull up Eddie, but I do want, I do respect Eddie Guerrero and his legacy. It's something I have to learn how to appreciate. Um, this is something I always like to share with people though. Cause I feel like it's one of those things, you know, people don't mm-hmm. always mention, but I think Eddie is up there, but I don't think he's Mount Rushmore worthy. But I do believe he has influence in a big way how wrestlers are, how they perform, their promos. He is a big influence. I just haven't gotten the chance to have that aha experience moment. And I'm waiting on it. You know, I'm, I've gotten a lot better over the years with it. But I'm, I'm still waiting on that moment where I'm like, I really see Eddie as other people see Eddie. So just throwing that out there. So you're more along the line of he's influenced a lot of people. You just didn't get to see enough of his prime to see if he's. I don't think is he, that what you're saying. You didn't get enough. I'm to just see saying I don't think he warrants the as strong as of a admiration as he receives. That's how I would say it. It, it's 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 not a popular opinion, but that's the best part about wrestling. It's unpopular, you know. All right. <laughs> Let me offer a rebuttal. I would love to hear one. <laughs> you say that he's not popular. He wasn't. But here's the thing. He looked like a normal guy. Hmm. 
he wasn't all jacked up. He wasn't the strongest, the fastest, but he connected with the audience on so many different levels. When he won the title against Brock Lesnar, never heard a crowd that loud before because the people saw him. And the reason why they saw him was because when he came back, WWE fired the man because he was doing drugs and alcohol and fucking up. And that is what made him connect with people because they saw Eddie's just like me. He has the same issues as I do, same struggles. And when he came back, that is what made him explode. He made you believe that he was Dominic's daddy. <laughs> I mean, hell, a lot of us still do believe that. I don't know. I don't know where he got the height from. Come on. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> like the man said, hey, you look kind of like, you kind of look like uh, Eddie. A little bit, a little bit. But the fact that even today, if they put I'm your poppy t-shirts at, at any locale, they would sell out. Agree. Agree. Eddie had the ability, just like Dusty, to make people believe in him. Dusty wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the, the, the muscular. He had chunkies and rolls. He was fluffy. Eddie was, you know, not the most muscular out of his family. Like, I mean, Chavo, his nephew, was built better than he was. But Eddie made you believe that if you believe, you can do it. And when he won the title, because you can honestly say, yeah, Dusty has those things, but he never won the title. Yeah. Agreed. He never got that brass ring. He never got that that over-the-hump push. So, with Eddie, I mean, I remember when he passed away. I remember watching that Raw. I was bawling like a little kid. It was so hard to watch. I, I, I and just... Even seeing Redacted talk about him still breaks my heart to this day. And I say Redacted because I will not say his name. But, you know, it was just Eddie had the ability to make an audience fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. Eddie had the ability to make an audience hate him and that's special that's what gives him the the chance to be in the Mount Rushmore mm, good argument so we got to come down to choosing the last person now y'all may hate me but we got to vote on the Stone Cold Randy Orton I don't think we can do a half so anytime we disagree I think we got to go to a vote so let's go to so Joe I kind of agree with the Eddie aspect of it. I think it does correlate. Kat, um, Kayla, Danny, what do you got, you guys? Kind of do agree with the Eddie, but I also agree with the Dusty. It's hard. It's hard. No, I, I, like, I always like throwing Dusty in there. Like, you know, I think she made a good point for Eddie. 
So I definitely think, you know, as a collective, you know, she made her point and it was a good point. Yeah. You know, she did express, you know, people believing in him. You know, that's an experience. Unfortunately, I haven't received yet or I haven't gotten to experience that moment. But, you know, you know, as I keep watching more of his stuff, you know, hopefully I, I do get that you know, emotion and that feeling and stuff like that. So watch what either read his book or watch his documentary because that'll help you see a little bit of it. I liked him. I like WCW Eddie and ECW Eddie. I love those Eddie's Mola Eddie. I feel like, I feel like I was missing that WWE Eddie. And I think a lot of the stuff was, you know, the drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And just, I think that kind of helped. I think that kind of like softened the blow, you know, I was like, you know, it wasn't the same and stuff like that. So, but I do understand like he is a, a worthy contender. So I think dropping Dusty and putting Eddie up there would be a fair, a fair uh, accommodation. So we're all right. Here. So I'll, I'll, I'll start this off. My five, uh, take Taker, Lita, Cena. Those are the ones we've agreed on. Eddie, Jolie, I love you, but I gotta go Stone Cold over Orton. Sorry. All right, so I'll go next. I'm lit. I'm. I have the same five. I would Jolie. I would. Wait, 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 the same Jolie to save you and Jolie that because you guys have the most like difference. So, oh no, we'll let you two. Uh, yeah, you're right. Go ahead, Jolie. Then we'll save uh, Kayla and Danny since they've been the most quietest. We'll figure out where their uh, their heads are at. Oh God. So I God am. Hurts. Undertaker, Lita, Cena, Eddie Guerrero, and Randy Orton. Randy, okay. Joe? I agree with Will and Kate, but Jolie did convince me to add Eddie there, so thank you, Jolie. Giving me some hope. I like it. (laughs) Maybe I can be saved. I agree with Joe and Will and Kat on it. I just think it should be Stone Cold. Because everyone knows what Austin 316 Day is. Even mainstream media knows what 316 Day is. But Like I said, I know I chose Stone Cold, but only thing to think about that, a lot of people know what the RKO is. The RKO challenged me and that was going on. It was big. <laughs> Alright, Kayla. Let's hear it. I want to agree with my girl Jolie. I think Orton should be over top of Austin. Okay. And the Eddie or Dusty? Um, I'd put Eddie on there. Eddie. So I think we are all uh, you know, of an older generation. I think if you put a younger generation on there, I think you definitely are swapping out Stone Cold for Randy by far. That's true. Most definitely. <laughs> so they can buy do that. And not only that, I think um people might take off Undertaker, if it's a younger generation, and mm-hmm. put on um probably Jericho. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely that. more main like you know mm-hmm. he, he's five companies now uh, or four companies. He was in New Japan, AEW, East oh no, no five. New Japan ECW, ECW, WCW, WWE, and AEW. So he he's definitely surpassed, like he's somebody that could be named on there too. Uh, with especially with the younger generation and hardcore fans, I mean. But if we wanted to do a young Mount Rushmore, 
that'd be so much fucking harder because it's like you look at Champa, Gargano, <laughs> Cross, motherfucker, stop. <laughs> And then it's like for the younger generation, I would take off Lita and you could put either Becky or Sasha on there for mainly impact. Sasha, as much as I love Becky, she would probably go over Becky because she actually has that uh, Disney princess going on with the uh, Star Wars. I'd go Becky. So I have a big thing with first generation superstars who are able. Well, obviously, Sasha. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Sasha, obviously, with Snoop Dogg being her cousin, plays a factor into how she got into the business. I respect the natural grind of, like, you know, Becky, oh, hey, look, I want to, uh, I see um, Finn's running this uh, this, wrestling, uh, this this wrestling camp, and I met Finn there, stuff like that. But, so overall, I'm assuming, so since with everyone's picks, uh, we went Lita, Undertaker, John Cena, Eddie, Stone Cold, with Randy Orton coming in at six, and the person who's chiseling it is Vince McMahon, correct? Correct. Okay, which is okay. nothing wrong with that. All right, Joe, if you want to wrap us up. All right, so we usually wrap up with a quick would you rather. Um, how this works is we'll put two scenarios on there. And you, know, you, yep. just, you just answer just what you quick. prefer. And uh, that's really how it goes. So I'm going to start off with the first one. Um, my first one would be, would you rather be world ch- champion in your career, or have your finisher never kicked out of? Finisher never kicked out of, because that's more mystique. Kayla? I'm going to have to go with the finisher, never kick out of. I think that would be really cool. Okay. It's Cat. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to disagree like. with y'all because y'all are my girls, y'all are my sisters, and everything. But I go world champion <laughs> because it's like it's like yeah, you'll end up eventually losing it unless you go on like amazing runs and everything like that. But it's just like when you get into like this business and everything, you want to get to like the top echelon and everything, and it's like and so it's like for me, it's the world champion. I respect that. So then I'll give you my would you rather. Would you rather take would you rather be thrown in the Hudson River? All right. That's uh oh no, what was the uh the river that uh Long Island Sound? Long Island Sound or take a stink face from Rakishi. Stink face. (laughs) Look, I live near I live near the Delaware River. I live near all those refineries. I uh they do they smell worse than Rikishi's ass does. And I know he baby powders his ass if he liked you. And I would make the man love me. So he would make sure it smelled like fucking roses. So I'm taking a stink face. Based on everything she just said, I'll I'll go with the stink face. <laughs> I know I know I could swim, but uh, I think I'll go with stink face too. <laughs> Yeah, you guys don't live near the Long Island Sound. When you drive past that, oh my god! Nah, we live right there. Owls. <laughs> Danny? Right, Danny, you up? Uh, would you rather take thumbtacks, or would you rather get thrown off Hell in the Cell? <laughs> thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. I have a bad back and bad knees, so thumbtacks. <laughs> thumbtacks. Actually, wait, uh- no. Uh oh! <laughs> Seriously? See, this is all good. <laughs> Look, 
look, here's the thing. You'd be immortalized if you get thrown off the hell of cell. So I would do the hell in cell. Okay, I would get thrown off. McFoley. Well, would you? Because uh, Undertaker didn't recognize McFoley. <laughs> <laughs> but what is Foley known for? He's known for getting thrown off the hell in the cell and having his back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just making it what, what is what is one of Shane McMahon's constant thing that they show of him elbowing Jumping, off yeah. off the hell in the cell? Hell, hell in the cell is just it's something mystique, and you you have this like you know if you get thrown off it or you jump off of it, it's just you're a fucking badass. Back. So yeah. It, I hate thumbtacks. Kayla? I'll take a mean thumbtack spot. Yeah, take one right up the ass and let me know how it feels, buddy. I did. My brother used to, well, you said put me through some fucking thumbtacks sometimes. That's what I don't like. You used to put the shit on the ground, cover the, shut the light, walk you, in. You never stepped on them, though. I actually, I let, I Kayla, let Kayla answer. Um, I'd soak in the moment, get thrown off a hell in a cell. I might break some bones and some backs and stuff, but at least I'll be relaxed and not have to go to Electrolux, so I think I'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our game of Would You Rather. Uh, the questions change all the time, but these have been some of our, these are our original classic three questions that we had come up with on the spot, so we figured we'd give you guys those. So Joe, if you want to take it away. All right. So again, you know, I know it's been a long, long episode for you guys. Um, you know, quick minute you know where can people find you you know what's next for the queen's takeover you know this is your moment so you know plug your channel let's hear it all right well you can find us on twitter at qt bowdown we're also on instagram and facebook our new episodes drop every tuesday uh you can find we're we're completely audio right now so you can find them on apple spotify pandora iHeartRadio, Google, I think that's it. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure when this episode drops, but our next episode will, of course, drop on Tuesday. We just had a very fun episode with the Jester Challenge that featured these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. And it's just like, uh, you'll never know what comes out of our, out of, out of our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> all right and is there any last closing words you guys want or you guys all set are you uh, girls all set i should say gals jolie i actually um i actually forgot to mention this on our show since we brought it since since we you brought her up earlier and we just did a plug and everything one person i would love for you to take the challenge against would be steffi hypes I'd be all for having Steffi Hypes on the show again. I would love to take the challenge with her because I think she's probably one of the greatest internet uh, wrestling community members. Never says a negative thing about anybody unless you come after her. And she just constantly has uh, love for everybody. And, you know, it's probably one of the biggest Becky Lynch stands ever. Um, but one thing for me, I am now running the EDFS pop culture Twitter. So come check that out i'm going to be pumping out a lot more content it is asian american and pacific islander month so i'm going to be highlighting an actor actress somebody famous every day today i did ming na wen because she is fennec and from star wars agent may from agents of shield so um check that out and hopefully we'll get this live uh 
the queens going live on youtube eventually i'm still working shit out and also hopefully getting my own uh solo podcast out so we'll see what happens what about you, Kayla? Do you have anything going on? I know you have a lot of projects you're working on. Um, first of all, Kat, get in touch with Steffi. I think that'd be a great um, next challenge. Um, for those don't I'm sitting, know, I'm sending that one out, by the way. <laughs> go ahead and get it sent out. Um, I am, if you guys haven't heard of it, I am the COO slash wrestling department head manager for the everydayfan.com which is sports articles like Julie mentioned and also has pop culture she's part of that um and also started a new thing called create your story um it's also on twitter um trying to build that like it's kind of like it's like stories if you, you never people never heard of um inspirational things i'm trying to aim for kind of help me find you know the love for writing because i love to write um just, you know, just trying to build different things and, you know, bring the momentum and, you know, creativity and stuff. So, um, other than that, um, it's been great being on the podcast. I really enjoyed this with you guys. So thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime coming around. So, you know, that's been it. It's been the bump boys with the queen state over and we're out. Peace. Must be Juju. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Oh my God. It's so great. Bang!